Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Um, hey, Ellie, do you want to tell the people <laughs> what you said before we started? No, fuck you. No, fuck you. And fuck my koosh ball. How do you not know what day the anniversary of the Firefly song is? No, fuck this podcast. Welcome to Into the Fireflies. How do you not know when Al City's most monumental That's song That's not something I out? keep in the back of my mind, Allie. Why? Because it's the worst song ever made. I agree. How do you not celebrate this? <laughs> no, I, I have so many other things I could be doing. <laughs> you would not believe my eyes right now, I... Cody. <laughs> oh my... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the most fucked up thing, though. I've never seen a firefly. Um, really? No. Wow. No, they don't exist in the Pacific Northwest. Also, really fucked up thing. I run our Tumblr, right? Um, sorry about it. <laughs> um, and I came across the most disturbing thing on there a couple days ago where I learned cicadas, I think that's what they're called. Yep. They, m- like, make screaming sounds. Oh, yeah. Um, Those are cries for help. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Have you never so- lived where cicadas are? What the fuck? Dude, it's fucked up. It's all what you the can fuck hear. Is up, it's, Kyle. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Stop the fuck up, cicadas. <laughs> I don't understand where there is a life where trees just scream. Yeah. Like the only screaming trees I know of are like when werewolves are in trees. Like that's the life I know here. Yeah. Not bugs screaming to be set on fire. Like I don't get it. Yeah, that was my entire life. It's just like, it's really quiet, and then you just hear fucking a million <laughs> bugs just screaming for dear life. Welcome to Into the Hellscape, where we talk about bugs and werewolves. <laughs> it's now a cryptid pod. Sorry about it. it it's honestly a very reasonable leap for us at this point. <laughs> That's true. So, hi, Cody. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Great. How's it been in the past two weeks where we definitely haven't talked and recorded a Loft episode? Yeah, listen. We had some good goofs. We had some great times. But, uh, turns out, audio? Garbage. So, we thought, you know, it'd be better for y'all to get a fucking good-ass ep and take the extra time to make that possible. Because we care... As Cody said about five minutes ago, before their audio just quit, um, you deserve it. (laughs) You do. You do deserve it. I think that it's an important step in our podcast direction to try and not look back on our (laughs) uh, podcast and cringe with audio horror. Yep. So, yeah. That's a good thing. Wow, it feels like literal Groundhog Week. (laughs) Happy Palindrome Week. Blam, blam. Um, it's not palindrome week when this episode goes up, but... So I'm glad we're celebrating it now. Yes, absolutely. And what did you say? Um, fuck the people in the UK, right? That's what you said? Okay, you're putting words in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
We still have not gotten to the point where before this podcast, you said that you needed to change your cooch ball because it was giving you bad vibes with the color selection. So, <laughs> welcome to Into the Drag, <laughs> where we where we talk about drag race. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That will probably be a separate podcast episode when we get lots of Patreon perk money and do it. Yeah, boy. Speaking of Patreon perks. Hey, We just did a a fucking renovation on our Patreon. So if you haven't checked and seen what our goals and what our perks are, fucking do it. Patreon.com slash into the twilight. Our first, like, big boy goal is 50 bucks a month. And for that... We will be doing a fucking live show on our YouTube channel where we post our episodes. Are you okay, ma'am? I just, sorry. I just accidentally pressed the wrong thing on our Google Doc. It just, it just made something, like, disappear into the void. Um, I forgot that Superscript was a thing for, like, two seconds. Sorry. Please go on. Um, so we should talk about one dollar patrons we should talk for about a second $1 patrons because you have a lot of feelings about that i do and there was a thing going on uh, before we recorded the last episode but like three <laughs> months ago basically a calendar year ago <laughs> time is crazy i don't know what the fuck year it is i woke up at 1 p.m today i just don't know what's happening no damn it i did it again <laughs> worse like like consciousness podcast than like a night podcast i don't understand it is 3 p.m this is a normal time to be recorded if you all were upset about missing last week's episode this episode in six minutes is already objectively funnier than last week's episode in In its entirety yeah (laughs) so don't worry about it okay okay one dollar patrons let's fucking talk about one dollar patrons because there's this thing going around on Twitter, because a lot of, you know, artists and stuff use Patreon, a lot of creative people use Patreon, because that's how they make their money, honey, and, like, we use it, too. Like, we paid for ads once, shouts out Coffee with Rachel, but, like, everything else (laughs) is usually just word of mouth, and then people, like, hearing about the show, and then paying us to keep it going, which is awesome. Um, and that's the same with a lot of other Patreons, and a lot of people feel that there's, like, a classist ideology that, like, giving one dollars a month is, like, not worth it or like an insult to the creators or something which i just want to like shut that shit down because like even one dollar a month is like fucking amazing yes like i'm floored like ali and i literally text each other whenever we get a new patron especially a new one dollar patron being like ah like what somebody decided to like hand us a buck like every month like what a fucking awesome pal can confirm literally yes and we like we love all of our patrons equally which is why we try to give like all of our stuff on our feed is access to all level patrons it's just like different tiers of like other stuff that you get but like everything on our patreon feed is for everyone regardless of how much you pay or how much you can pay and everything is totally appreciated it's all like so we're all grateful for everything so don't feel like oh if i give them a dollar instead of like five dollars or ten dollars like i want to give or like and i'm not financially able to give like don't even sweat my man we love every every patron equally and want to give you all the kisses we love you yeah i think one of the things that you had mentioned 
too was that having a bunch of one dollar ones is more consistent yeah absolutely. and makes creators feel safer than having like three fifty dollar patrons because mm-hmm. if one of those drops out you're you can be fucked yeah it's like, so much more security something. knowing that like one dollar a month is pretty reasonable and that a lot of people stay for a lot longer whereas if you're doing a higher level stuff well it's really good in the first couple months a lot of times they'll dip or like lower their stuff which is fine but like having a solid basis of like one dollar patrons who are always kind of going to be there because they're giving a dollar a month like is really helpful and it really helps us plan how what how we're spending this money and like what things we can invest in with the money that we're getting from the show right speaking of money that we're getting from the show merch is a thing hello and uh we've been getting a lot of photos of people receiving they're their so buttons, cute which makes me super happy writing the hands written notes that I send with all of them makes me super happy mm. and I've been trying to find a bunch of little like apple stickers so I can put them on there they are all coincidentally like educational ones which <laughs> is on brand for me in so many different ways um so if you get them and they have like great job on them <laughs> uh it's <laughs> a plus it, yeah a plus it means thanks for doing it but also they're probably the only apple stickers I could find so <laughs> um and also if yeah. you like uh, buy a pack of pins or a pin and, like, take a picture of you wearing it or, like, I would love opening that. it. We will share the shit out of it, and I we will both cry, probably, <laughs> because it's so yeah. beautiful. And they're so can, cute! Just put them on everything. Are. Yeah, I cannot underscore the fact that when Cody said that we t- literally text each other, not only just about Patreon stuff, but when people tweet at us and stuff, we genuinely, like, it, it makes my day as well so having those interactions and stuff is some of my favorite things so um speaking of which we did get a couple of questions um one of them was if we had to be vampires in the twilight cinematic universe (laughs) um what would we spend our immortal lives doing you can go first uh like i just immortal like that's a long that's too much time right like you're gonna get bored i could try literally everything and then be bored of it (laughs) because i've you're done that's it we're done i hate that it it stresses me out that is i'd probably watch a lot of sign thing listen listen i'd probably like (laughs) watch i don't know i'd Probably watch a lot of Hell's Kitchen marathons. Just get that shit out of the way. A lot of trash reality television. Like, uh, the same things that I do now, but also just for the end of time, you know? <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. Because there's so much content, you know, and not enough time. So maybe this is, like, I can just listen to every podcast I ever wanted to. Or watch every television show I ever wanted to, but didn't have time to. I can finally watch Lost. Like, you know how, many, how long I've been waiting to watch Lost? And now oh it's... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Okay, so I know exactly what I would do. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> instruments and languages. So oh, piano fuck. And You're Italian. right. You're right. Oh, oh, God. Cody, do you know what that means? What? I'm Edward Cullen. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Damn it. No. <laughs> I want to learn know. Italian. I want to play the piano. I'm Edward Cullen. <laughs> I, I got a blast, you guys. This podcast How did you not done? realize that before you said it? <laughs> Oh, shit. No. <laughs> no, but you're totally right about languages, though, and also instruments. Like, fuck. You know how many languages and how many places you can go and, like, be I fluent know. in the languages? That's, no, you're totally right. I didn't think of that. 
and how many Perfect. books I haven't read, but that's, would be yeah, able that's to what read. I'm saying about the content. Like, there's so much content. Holy shit! You would. How many times would you get the Netflix notification of like, "Are you still watching?" <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. Till the end I of have, time, my dude. How fuck? That means you have to pay for Netflix for eternity. <laughs> yeah, but you can rig the stocks. That's what Alice does. Okay, well, I was assuming we might be like law-abiding vampires, but I guess not. <laughs> How would you survive? Fucking get a job, man. Just forever. You would get a job if you're immortal? I'd be very good and very fast at jobs that I could apply for, yes. Well, welcome to In the Twilight, where you figure out our neutral alignments. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't know my neutral alignment, so... Well, then we're definitely figuring that out next episode. Yeah, give me... Leave a comment down below. (laughs) What's my neutral... (laughs) What's the... (laughs) Um, that okay, one just freaked and, me out because it was like D and D, and I don't know anything about D and D, so I'm just like, I don't know, maybe. Uh. And there's you don't no like know anything about D and D. No. Oh. I mean, I listened to Adventure Zone, but that's about it. That's a very minimal version of D and D. Who made? Who's making McAvoy references now? A. All right. Well, you've made fifty, and I've made like one, so I think we're even. <laughs> so speaking of that, um, you know we have to answer these questions, right, Cody? Yes, we do. So, we also got questions from another person who I'm not naming, one, because we don't put names on this podcast, but two, because reasons. And the first question is, Cody, how do you pronounce your last name? (sighs) (laughs) This has been my entire life. Like, you don't know. You have no idea. (laughs) I don't. I don't. Because I have literally one of... You have one of the two most common last names. (laughs) Like your middle name and also your last name are just very common and very easy to spell and just very good. Fucking drag me, please. Uh, How is that a drag? You get, you're you're set. Like nobody ever misspells your name or mispronounces it ever. My first name all the time. Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. But like you never type your last name in the fucking Google Docs and it's like little red line under it. Never. You've never had that happen. I do not get the red swiggles. God, ever. For your anything. God. So... It's corral, like a horse corral or the golden corral, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there's always uh, one of those horse people around, you know. They always, yeah, because my last name is so close to being coral and so close to being like corral, but it's also yeah. not spelled like either of them. So it's always right. like being like, oh, it's like a word, but it's it's not. So everyone gets it wrong. I'm really amazed that this person asked about this question because if if your last name wasn't part of your brand, this would be like a definite call out to your identity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people thought my last name was Captures for a very long time, so I had to change That's it. That's so cute. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, you were just like destined to be in media. <laughs> I, listen. Um, yeah, it was, it was the stars. Um, but somebody uh, on my Facebook page commented, Cody's Coral Corral, the number one destination for gathering coral. And I'm like, that's literally, literally my hell. Like, that's been my entire life. 20 years on this planet. And that's, that's every single time. Oh my god, we need to talk about that. You're not a teenager anymore. I know, I'm not a hip teen anymore. I gotta, I'm now aging into the C. Buscemi, how you doing fellow kids person that I really am so we've really glowed up into our Steve Buscemi and um <laughs> bucking what's mine the um, Stanley Tucci come on Stanley Tucci yeah yeah, yeah. get the oh fuck out of here <laughs> oh it's in the stars yeah okay and the second one Cody what is your least favorite thing about me <sighs> wow <laughs> <laughs> could you 
imagine if I'm like, oh, there's somebody to choose from. I don't even know where to begin. Good. Um, well, I'll stick with the one that I said in the last episode, TM, 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 um, which was <laughs> the fact that you were literally a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and this is exemplified even more by the fact that we had a Twitter thread going on because uh, one of our beloved listeners went to Forks and sent us a couple pictures, which was very fun. And for some reason through that thread, Allie put in the Illuminati <laughs> photo. I still have no idea how it correlates whatsoever. How did you not see it in Edward's eye? No. How did you not? Allie. <laughs> you are- Cody. Allie. Well, how did you not? It was right there. It wasn't, though. <laughs> it definitely was. Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> I know that. Okay, this is your time to talk. Please go. No, I'm done talking. Okay, good. Fine. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. So, this is... I... There are so many things, and I believe them all, for the most part, um, <laughs> because they're out there, and I'm I'm an anxious person, so... <laughs> um, and I... I can't believe this is the one that you decided to bring up. I thought you were just going to rehash the one that you had in the last episode. Oh, well, so that's so part prepared. of it. Well, I mean... It's just your conspiracy listen. theorist. You just <laughs> listen. It's all true. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I feel like an eighty-year-old on a porch, just like trying to find the nearest kid. Um, like when kids like throw their balls over onto like an old person's porch, and they just like keep them until the young kid comes over, and then like I feel like the old person who just like grabs the kid on the shoulder, and they're like, "It's all true. It's all real." Like I feel like that, but in like a twenty-three-year-old person's body sometimes. Oh my god. Um. So that's where I'm at in life. So welcome to Into the Conspiracy Theory, where I try to slip my conspiracy theories into this Twilight <laughs> podcast. Um, also, do you think anybody skips this part before we start talking about the Twilight bit? I sure hope not, because it's better than the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's true. If they do, like, skippers, if you're out there, you're missing a lot of bullshit. Yep. That's really good. Real friends. How many of us? How many of us? <sighs> wow. Okay. Well, I mean, we should probably talk about the book. Though. Yeah, woo! We had a lot of shit um, to go through, okay? It's true. It's been a couple of weeks, so we had some stuff that we needed to clear up. Uh, so we read... We read. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, we read. <laughs> Remember a couple episodes when we talked about the fact that one of these days we're just going to come in and not read anything? <laughs> Yo, that's um, exactly how I feel because, spoiler alert, I did not reread this in the interim, so I'm just kind of going off of what I remember. And also I have the okay. book in front of me, but other than that. That's okay. I reread for this week, so I have enough for the both of us. This week we read, wink, um, chapters 11 and 12. Um, chapter 11 was Legends, a.k.a. Stephanie deciding that she's going to culturally appropriate everything about the Kill You Clan. Yeah. So, I do like um, how this chapter starts off with a sentence, are you going to eat that hot dog? <laughs> honestly? It's just a really good segue into, like, the good, good shit you're getting into this chapter. Yeah. So, this chapter is, I mean, it starts off with just, like, all of the food references that could possibly happen, so <laughs> that's great. Um... It's, it's wild because one, I just need to be real with all of you for a second. I feel like throughout the rest of this, I'm going to just be repeating myself, even though none of you have heard it. So excuse me for that. Um, But also this whole chapter is just one long 
Stephanie fan fiction. Literally. Like. like, she took the Quillute Nation and was like, hey, that's great, but instead, how about this? Right. And it just... Ugh. <laughs> um, so, it starts off with all of them out on the res, hanging out, and Bella's there, because why not, apparently. <laughs> um one of my favorite things on that first page too is that Bella's hanging out with all these extremely dexterous people and it's giving her a complex. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's amazing. But yeah, so she's with Jake and Paul and all the rest of the Quillute folks, which is adorable. Um, she's been there basically all day and they're getting ready to have their council meeting, which another reason of it's like, why? Bella, why are you there? Though, so, <laughs> babe, why? Baby, <laughs> I know you had to get in here so Stephanie could write about it and still be a pers- first-person narrative, but... Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. No. She even thinks about that later on, too, of when they had been dropping off the bike at the garage. She was like, hmm, I wonder if when we show up at the bonfire later, are, is everybody going to hate me? <laughs> like, well, I mean, hmm. But... It doesn't, nobody ends up, you know, disliking her, of course, because as soon as she gets there, Embry and Quill greet her, and I just die a little inside. Oh, baby. So, Embry, of course, you know, like, screams at her. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. like, Bella! And then a Quill, of course, jumps up and kisses her, and it's all adorable and perfect, and I love everything about it. The nice thing is that there had been an empty seat on the council, um, because of Clearwater's passing, and um, when Harry passed, Sue took his place, which I think is still dope. Um, and with that, Leah and Seth um, to, uh, were added <laughs> to the group. Um, <laughs> and that's really great because uh, Leah is the best, and Seth is the most perfect person in everything about this. So <laughs> that's great. Um, uh, okay. So, here's the thing. Seth Clearwater, going forward, um, is all I ever care about. So <laughs> An angel, a star, a hero. <laughs> He's everything. And even, like, Stephanie understands that because there's a whole paragraph about him. Oh, my God. So, she gets it. I get it. <laughs> the whole world gets it. It's all perfect. Um, and I can't, I can't wait for you to watch this movie because Eclipse is like the worst movie of all of them, objectively. Are we shocked? <laughs> no, but the person, the, the person who plays Seth Clearwater, his name is Boo Boo Stewart. Oh, what? <laughs> and he's actually Sunshine. Like, I can't, oh. okay. It kills me. It kills me. Okay. So anyway, Sam is there. Emily's there. Paul's there. Embry, Quill, Jared, and Kim. Gang's all um, here, basically. The gang's all there. Um, so here's the thing. Kim is there, and that's the person that Jared has imprinted on. So here's the thing. <laughs> um, it's Stephanie, right? So there's going to be a lot of gross language. Sure. And we're used to that <laughs> at this point. Yeah. However... Stephanie makes this really gross analogy of um, the way that Jared stares at Kim, and it's, quote, like a blind man seeing the sun for the first time. <sighs> so, hmm. First of all, it's so gross because, like, we see leading up to that, Bella's, like, internalized misogyny and being like, she's just so plain looking. Like, I don't understand how, like, she's, yeah. you know, the perfect woman for him or whatever. And, like, 
it's being gross. imprinted, which is like bleh. And then she does this nonsense where it's like, oh man, you know, it's like when you're blind and you see for the first time and your life is totally better and everything's changed and thank God you're able to see and like whatever. And that's how it's like, like with this woman. It's just so gross. All yeah, of it on so many levels. It's like, no, actually, Steph. Here's an idea, Bella. Instead of being insecure and projecting that onto somebody else, what if you just be like, cool for them, I'm also cool with myself? There's a fucking thought. There's That's a fucking a thought. thought. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a good time. That seems like a minding your own business kind of time. And that's free. Yeah, like that's that. just free. <laughs> That's some free shit right there. <laughs> that's some free advice. <laughs> You know how much fucking free counseling we've given this woman? Like, I've... Ugh, God. My services. Yeah. My emotional labor for this fictional woman. To be honest. It's ridiculous. That's true. So, now that everybody has eaten, like, actual cows, um, <laughs> they're all, like, full and happy and satisfied and everything's great. So now the stories come. So here's the thing. One of the things that is interesting to think about is reflecting on this scene compared to the first time that Bella's on the Quileute res Mm -hmm. like back in Twilight when she's with all the her white friends (laughs) um and they're just like trampsing on the land and like not being respectful of it and now she's like sort of still doing I mean she's still doing that she shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. but she's also like I don't know. The The duality of that is important to keep in mind, I guess. So they get into these stories. And Bella isn't just the first one who hasn't heard them. Kim and Seth and Leah haven't heard these stories as well. Mm-hmm. The first one is told by Billy, Jake's dad. And it's the story of the spirit warrior. So how everybody has come to be the werewolves that we associate them with. And I had done some research on this because I couldn't remember how um, (laughs) any of this came to be. Now, this is not going to be a surprise to you anymore, Cody, but I do think that it's important for our podcast listeners to know. When I went to the University of Washington, there was a Twilight class. Oh, yeah. Um, um, It was offered during the summers, and it was a look at cultural appropriation, specifically within the Quileute Nation, Mm -hmm. um, specifically because... It was Seattle, so, I mean, it was in that area. Right, it made sense. Um, Yeah, of course. It was local, and I didn't get to take it because I didn't get to stay there. Um, But it it was a good, I don't know, inspiration for me to be able to look up this stuff before we started. When I looked up the Quileute Nation's history before we started recording, their creation history is from wolves, and it's Mm. included on their website. So, I mean, it's definitely something that Stephanie could have easily pulled from. But everything else in this chapter is her own. Yep. I just, it seems so shitty. Like, the fact that, like, it's different from, like, I don't know, inventing a whole other thing. Because, like, that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility, right? Because we're already inventing tribes of fucking vampires that are equally as complex and, like, original in their own nature or whatever. And the fact that she, like, instead of just making a fucking, I don't know tribe or whatever the fuck totally from her imagination the fact that she takes one that already exists and already has culture and like stuff to it and then like twists that into her own like myths and legends type thing it just seems very not great yeah and also why the fuck like why why it's weird 
it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I know the reason that she chose Forks was because it was the place with the most precipitation in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, oh, that's convenient. There is these indigenous people that are so close to this place. And, oh, look, they also have a history of becoming spirit warriors. And that has to deal with wolves. Perfect. That also fits my narrative. I'm just going to take that and adapt it to what I want. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know, everything about that makes me feel gross so and I don't like it I did a little a little research on this because mm. I was interested in her trash and uh the Burke Museum has a little website it's like this the museum of like uh history I know natural history museum. and culture in the University of Washington plug plug I know plug very well and so well, first one of their headlines is like truth versus twilight which is already like great and they yeah. have this whole little article saying that like you know the Quileutes were a huge plot point in the Twilight Saga, and they got no royalties at all. So, like, already, they... Am I surprised? Yeah, no, nobody's no. surprised, obviously. But, like, the, the like, f- they counted for 16% of all book sales in, like, the first quarter of 2009, and they had, like, became popular and popular and popular or whatever, especially when the Eclipse right. came out and all this stuff. They have a picture of an Eclipse-themed MasterCard, which I hate. <laughs> I hate. I hate that. And, like, the fact that a, they already took their culture and, like, portrayed them as, like, they, in their quotes, mythic characters in a fantasy role rather than as human beings. And, like, right. already, mis- like, misappropriated and, like, did all this stuff, but also still keeping the name and still keeping some of, like, the little, like, history or whatever and culture behind it while fucking adapting it for her gain and also not giving any money. It's like, wow. Shitty. And the weird thing about it, I don't, weird isn't the right word, but so everyone who played an indigenous person, like a first nation person in these movies had to provide proof that they were indigenous Mm -hmm. to like the casting department, right? So like they have to be them to play these roles, right? but then they're not getting adequate compensation and like representation outside of the films like what the fuck mm-hmm. that's not that's not good and also i'm reading more right now but like their jacob's tattoo or whatever that's like yeah oh i'm a wolf boy um <laughs> it was designed by a canadian artist so like it wasn't like i don't know stolen by like whatever but it's still like this probably white woman like designing a tattoo of an indigenous thing it's not like directly cultural appropriation or like stealing from that but it's like basically yeah and then all of the hot topic merchandise like had the like tattoos on it and like all this like indigenous stuff what the fuck and it's trash i want to link all this stuff um on our twitter because it's really interesting like there's a whole website basically based on all this stuff and it's really interesting Damn, I wish I would have been able to stay for the summer and be able to take this class because you know as fuck that the Burke Museum would have been part of it. Dude. I literally, when I lived in the, at the University of Washington, the Burke Museum was literally a block away from my dorm. Wow. Like, I could see it from <laughs> my my windows. That's wild as hell. That is um, wild. So this first legend story is how the spirit warriors became associated with wolves. They weren't always about wolves. And it's about like... The Chief, Taha, Key, all about all that stuff. Um, and the second one, um, I don't know. I don't really feel like describing it because it's like Stephanie Meyer. It's not like real shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the second one uh old quill (laughs) tells and i just like still love that name old quill and he tells this one and that is the cold one story Mm. and it's subtle it's it's not subtle (laughs) at all (laughs) um and it's it's so wild it you can tell that stephanie has she just must have the thesaurus for like hard up at all times because it there's so many parts in this legend that's like granite rock hard as stone cold as ice like it's all in here and it's so gross but anyway this one is about the third wife and it's basically victoria yeah is what yeah is. it is victoria <laughs> yeah it's about a cold woman who just like kills people and the third wife is unable to do anything but stab herself and sacrifice herself to be able to save her tribe and the thing that watching what no reading this that fucked me up too is so this is like such a common trope throughout media and entertainment right is like the mom having to sacrifice herself or like a woman having to sacrifice herself Mm -hmm. right um but the the sentence that pissed me off the most was quote watching their mother die two young sons felt such rage that like they changed and they were the ones that like helped save the tribe and like got the cold one away or whatever Mm. and it's like that's such an overly used trope stephanie (laughs) why couldn't you have done literally anything else of course it had to be a woman dying to be able to (sighs) yep anyway um throughout this whole legend bella's just like shook she's like holy shit it's like that meme of the lady with the puzzles <laughs> over her head or whatever she's just like putting it all together like, what? Um, <laughs> it's all coming together and connecting for her um the sad thing is, is of course bella would see herself as the third wife mm. of this like woman who has no talents but being able to sacrifice herself like babe you have more than that have a little more self-respect please god yeah it's so frustrating. The thing that also made me really upset was during the end of Old Quill's story, he was talking about that all of the spirit warriors had learned how to fight the cold ones and that they had passed the knowledge on spirit to spirit, father to son. And once he had like said that, Stephanie Meyer had mentioned that Leah Clearwater had like started crying and I was like, dude, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. You know, like, she's definitely sitting there like, man, I am not supposed to be in this space. You're like, oh, no. So, I am intruding like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know she's like, damn it. I am definitely the only girl here. Like, I am not supposed to be in this place. So I thought that was really sad. Anyway, Bella falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Jacob does a nice thing. Uh, by calling Edward to pick her up, but it's not really nice. Um, no, because he's like, well, I, I figured, you know, if I did something nice now, then I'll fucking get close to you or whatever. I'm like, fucking shut, shut up. Shh, shh. Jacob, uh. stop. <laughs> stop talking. Stop trying to gain anything from a friendship. Stop. Just shh, shut your mouth. You just, you just look pretty. And yeah. stay over there. Yeah, stay far away. Just shoot, yeah. shoot. Bye. I, God. Just goes just, ten steps back. He's always there. He's always so close to being 
better. And then he does something like that, and he just <laughs> no one's shocked. Um, anyway, Bella gets back to her house. She falls asleep again. She wakes up from a bad dream. Shocker, Stephanie. And I'm sorry. What is Edward reading? <laughs> but another of Stephanie's classic English lit Stop. books, Wuthering Heights. And it's like the worst passage too. First of all, it's like a fucking whole paragraph. Which is yeah. basically plagiarism yeah. at this point, right? Like, it just you just can't, you can't. Yeah, that, it's definitely, like, a third of a page <laughs> or something. It's gross. It's a lot. It's nasty. She definitely tried to find any page from Wuthering Heights that had anything to do with blood and was like, yep, this is Perfect the one. Perfect copy-paste. Done. <laughs> and, of course, when Bella finds it, she's like, oh, that's weird. I, I mean, it definitely could have just been open to that page it definitely wasn't edward wasn't like fixating on this that's just weird okay anyway <laughs> gotta go Bella, you're better than this <sighs> the she bar is, is so is low but you are better than <laughs> oh, god stop associating edward with heathcliff god mm. damn it um but of course that's where the chapter ends so yay. great <sighs> so chapter 12 time god damn it <laughs> um it starts off with Alice and Edward throwing hands at school. So, great start. <laughs> and then Alice decides that they're having a graduation party. Because they're graduating tomorrow, <laughs> basically. They are. Yeah, they're graduating in seven days. Wow. And Bella did not know that. No. She, are we surprised? She, she still has not applied yeah. to college. Like, I just don't understand this timeline. <laughs> None of this makes any sense, Definitely. Stephanie. Stephanie, why don't you understand how colleges work? I don't get it. So, here's the thing. <laughs> Bella definitely asks, are you sure? <laughs> About graduation, which is great. Um, she does later on recognize that she has been repressing the date because of the fact that she doesn't want to say goodbye to Charlie and to her mom and to her friends, um, as if this was not plan so that's great um when they do get back to her house with edward the grossest conversation ensues yep and here's the thing (laughs) it's i there are no other words other than it's nasty so edward wants to know what's going on with bella because she hasn't spoken Basically, since Alice <laughs> announced that it was graduation next week. Fucking same. <laughs> yeah. And Bella's still set on wanting to change, and Edward is still set on her waiting, and they still, as usual, are not communicating on why no. they don't want to change this. I just... Uh, this is where I got very mad. This is In where the last episode. <laughs> And I'm going to try to tone it down a little bit. However. Why? Okay, fine. I'll just start screaming. Is that what you want, Allie? I do. I do. <laughs> I thought that it was very funny when I was just talking and all of a sudden you just, like, roared. <laughs> okay. The thing is, is that, so Edward's like, hey, man, I don't want to change you because, and, like, everyone else doesn't really want her to be a vampire because they're like, we want you to be human because we all didn't really have a choice here and you have a choice. So, like, 
if we were in your position, we probably wouldn't have made this decision. We're just living our lives now because we had to, but, like, we probably would have done literally anything else. And Bella, for some reason, thinks that Edward doesn't want to change her because she wouldn't be, like, he wouldn't be attracted to her anymore. Uh, yeah. Which came out of fucking nowhere! I don't understand! Like, I just, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I just don't understand how we've been in this woman's head for, like, what? At this point, two and a half books. Yep. And movies, and whatever the fuck. And, like, this whole time, that never came into her head. This is the first time she was like, well, maybe he won't think I'm soft anymore, and, like, only likes me because I got that good human-smelling blood. Like, no, bitch! What? (laughs) Everyone has been telling you their reasons for not wanting to change you, especially in this book. Have you not been paying attention? I just don't (sighs) understand. Like See, this where is why I I love it when you get so pissed off because I can't wait for this to be animated. I cannot wait for someone to animate you just me trying to describe what's happening in this novel and someone just animating you off to the side, pacing, growling, just like getting more and more upset until you just like throw your book across the screen. The more I think about it, the more mad that I get, because I just don't understand. This is the first time this has ever been brought up, and it's and it, we're making it seem like it's been eating her alive. Like, this has just been all that she's been thinking about. But no, bitch! This is the first time we've heard of this! I don't understand! The worst thing about all of this... Okay, maybe not the worst thing. Cody has a lot of feelings about the content of this. I have more opinions about the semantics of this and how it's being expressed i mean sure yeah because edward and bella are at an impasse here where they're both having a lot of feelings because (laughs) bella is afraid that if she changes he won't like her anymore and edward is afraid that she doesn't want to change because she doesn't want to get married and they're both like uh i don't want to talk about it and as (sighs) soon as they actually say it they're both like uh you can be so obtuse, and uh, I thought just you were smarter than this to worry about it. And it's an like, honest can conversation. You both shut up and just say what you mean for once. You want, uh, you want to be married. No. You want to be together no. for the rest of time, and yet you cannot communicate your feelings in an accurate way for both yeah, of you to understand. A, an eternity what of passive aggressiveness. What do you expect to happen for the rest of time? And poor communication. Time? I don't. Apparently, ugh. Um, when he finally starts to explain his concerns for her not wanting to marry him, he starts to delve into (laughs) how he was in the 1910s and, um, like old Edward and that he was, quote, that boy. And all I can think about when reading this again was that scene from, what is the show, Riverdale? The, like, that, the I'm weird scene. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see this fucking hat? (laughs) Yeah. But he was saying, like, I was far too eager to be a soldier. Uh. And that he had, like, idealized the glory of war. And that just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, to a point that, like, Edward is pretentious. Like, I can on one hand see him idealizing wanting to be part of the lost generation Mm. of like wanting to do something for his country and wanting to be more than 
this like trivial life that he had imagined. Sure. But once he actually got there, I don't imagine him seeing it as fulfilling at all. He would just be like, all we're doing is just waiting here. Nothing's actually getting solved. Um, but you did have a lot of feelings about Bella's imagining her time in this oh, world. I forgot about that. How could you forget I wanted about to this? distance myself from this chapter. <laughs> I just forgot. Ugh, okay, so... Fuck. He says, uh, can you see me... Can you see my side, Bella, even a little uh, bit? And she sees him she immediately, by her side. It like, in the text, goes into a fucking Anne of Green Gables, like, fever dream acid trip. And, like, she's decked out in, like, a fucking, you know, life on the prairie type fucking dress. And, like looking yep. into Edward's eyes, and it's just, like, too, like, she's got braids. It's all, it's so much, and I hope this isn't in the film, but it probably is, and I just don't want to see it, because it's probably in, like, sepia, mm-hmm. and just the worst, and I don't want any of it. No thanks. Isn't it so in character that the idea of Bella on acid is just her going to an Anne of Green <laughs> fantasy? Literally, yeah. Like, it's not Alice no. in Wonderland, it's not... I don't know, anything like that. It's just her hmm. in a prairie next to a tree. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Lots of brown. <laughs> so transitioning to another point of contention that Cody and I also have a lot of feelings about because, hi, we have journalism backgrounds. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so once they finally shut up and get to some <laughs> sort of communication part um they go downstairs for breakfast and there's of course a newspaper because charlie we have to mention him at least once in this point um has the newspaper out there and we get a literal article written by Mm -hmm. stephanie meyer okay article in quotes it's trash and even from the headline Seattle, terrorized by slangs. What the? Who? What? Who wrote this? What copy editor was like, you know what? This is good. Let's just send him out. Send him out to the fucking front page of the paper. Are you kidding me? I am literally trying to shove my AP style book into the fucking same. Right I will now. get it right now. I will. <laughs> I have it I will in my it. hand and it's not working trying to shove it into this Kindle app. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so bad, y'all. It's and like even the article like it goes from like because like the whole point of journalism and articles is that they're like <laughs> to the point they're like they tell you the five w's like what the fuck happened where yep. the fuck did it happen why the fuck did it happen who did it etc all that whatever and this does that it's got a little lead which like is shocking <laughs> for, for stephanie meyer <laughs> and then it just goes into like an, an op-ed. <laughs> yeah, it turns into an op-ed, and then it turns into like a literal five-page, five-paragraph essay that she wrote for like her Eng- her English class in high school. Like none of this is cohesive or coherent. None of it makes any sense. It's not. I hate it. <laughs> yep, it's so bad, y'all. Um, the only interesting thing about it for me, from my perspective, is that it's about serial killers. So I was like. <laughs> well, even that fucking line is where I lose my shit because it's like they tell, they talk about like all the victims and blah, 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 which are also like, they wouldn't say it like this. They would tell you how many people have died and all this stuff. It's like, they're like, the victims are racially diverse. Caucasians, African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians. Like, please stop. Yeah, don't. Shut up. <laughs> like, don't. And then the next line is like, 
So why even consider the idea of a serial killer? Nobody <laughs> would write a rhetorical question in a news article about murders. What are you talking about? Also, if you're writing a, I don't know, a story about <laughs> serial killers <laughs> and you write out modus operandi, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, where oh, are we right now? I hate, I hate it so much. I, everything about this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh, God. And the most alarming pattern, acceleration. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> God. I hate it. So, they're just very fast. <laughs> oh, God. It's so bad, y'all. I hate oh, it. Oh, God. I didn't even notice. Fucking, the evidence is conflicting. The pieces horrify. That's not, <laughs> that's not. Excuse me? Um, same, honestly. That's, like, no. me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is me trying to write, like, a 500-word something and just send it into the void, but I'm, like, three coffees in and just trying to, like, survive. Yep. Oh, fuck me. Okay, so, anyway, um, Bella reads this, right, and she's shook, because she's like, <laughs> um, this is, like, right over the Olympic National Forest, and, Edward, what are we going to do about it? So, of course, they're like, well, I mean, we could just skip school and go to the house, <laughs> obviously, because fuck finals, right? Yeah. You're failing anyway, so none of this matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you could just... But also, you have a full ride to fucking Dharma, so, like, anything's possible. <laughs> the duality of man, am I right? Oh, my God. Um, so, anyway, they go to the house, and everybody's losing their shit. And, of course, the focus right now is not necessarily on Carlisle, but instead on Jasper. So here's the thing. Baby. Jasper is mentioned as being a little on the French, of course, we know that. And Bella associates him as not really being there for anybody other than Alice, which kill me. Um, <laughs> he, she says like, I had the sense that he would follow Alice anywhere. Fuck, kill me instead. Um, anyway, so she thought that it was weird because Edward at this moment felt really dependent on Jasper. Um, my favorite thing about this whole scene, though, is, like, everybody's kind of, like, freaking out as much as vampires can kind of freak out. And then Edmund, like, kicks down the door, sandwich in hand, and is like, what's everybody freaking out about? And they're like, we're trying to debate on whether or not to go to Seattle. And Emmett's like, dude, let's go right now. Let's <laughs> kill him right now. <laughs> let's fucking go. Fizz out. Let's go. <laughs> I want to throw hands. And the only response is, like, Rosalie, like, hisses from upstairs. And he's like, all right, let's do it after we plan a little bit. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, but anyway, so Jasper's kind of nervous because he doesn't like being in the spotlight which my baby um my baby and he just like walks over and he's like he walks over to Bella and is like you're confused and she's like yes <laughs> <laughs> correct <laughs> um and basically what happens is Edward is like obviously I didn't tell her what's happened to you Jasper you have a really fucked up past and he's like I mean you right so what he does instead is shows Bella his scars and they look just like hers. And Bwah. the chapter ends how, Cody? Uh, fucking Bella being like, Jasper, what happened to Because <laughs> he's got a full fucking like sleeve tattoo of these tiny little fucking crescent scars. And Bella's like, bitch, what? My baby. Baby. 
so next week is all about jazz. Jasper, Jasper, Jasper. Oh, I'm so excited. My sweet son. Oh, he's so precious. Everyone deserves <laughs> to care about Jasper, and if you don't, you're missing out. That's all I have to yep. say. Facts. It's, I mean, he's honestly too good for this world, so. Oh, so next week. Yeah. 13 and 14, we get some more information on Jasper's backstory. Yeah, baby. Yep. So that's the exciting. Do we have a fan fiction? We do. Yeah. So someone sent us one this week. Yes. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, do you remember when we did that Twilight tag yourself meme? <laughs> yes. So the person who made that actually sent us this fan fiction. Wonderful. Um, it was one that they had planned to like continue, but they never mm-hmm. actually got to it. And it was um, published in November of 2011. Oh, so it's like a legit like in the twilight like time period. Yeah, it was one that like they wrote like way back when. Wow, this is what I wanted. This is all I ever wanted. I know. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So it's like perfect and I'm really happy about it. Um, So their their fan fiction uh, username is Ghost Boy, um, (laughs) but the O's are zeros. Um, Right. oh, Oh, okay, yeah, this is the Coachella for Bees person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still... Okay, yeah. So <laughs> um, so this is titled Back to Where We Once Belonged. And I can only read you a little bit of the summary because spoilers. But Great. I, it won't be spoilery for you. Okay, so, can't wait. Ten years after the events of Breaking Dawn, the Colons wake up to find they're back at Bella's first day in Forks. How will they get back to the future? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> And this part is from Jacob's point of view. Okay. Okay. I woke up and realized instantly that this wasn't the cottage or any other place on Colon property. It was my room, a place I hadn't been in for God knows how long. I sat up, greeted by a mirror surrounded by pictures of me and my friends. What I saw in that mirror scared the crap out of me. Holy shit, I'm human! I heard my dad jump in the next room and the squeaking of his wheelchair as he rolled into mine. Jake, are you all right? I was breathing deeply and looking over myself, so I didn't answer. What the hell? Dad looked at me like I was crazy, but there was something else behind his eyes. I had a weird dream, I lied. Huh, I think that Bella's gotten you all riled up, he said, turning around and rolling out into the hallway. Bella, I asked, curious. Yeah, we dropped off that truck at the Swan's place yesterday, remember? She and you got off on a good foot. You like her, don't you? My jaw went slack. We dropped off the truck yesterday? Oh my god. I had to get to the Collins. I bolted out of my room and out the front door, but as I set one foot on the gravel driveway, the chill hit me. What the fuck? It's fucking cold! (laughs) Damn it, Jake. You're not a wolf anymore. You don't have incredible body heat, and you can't phase. End scene. Wow. Yep. I do love the fact that Billy just literally, like, rolls out whenever he's done with the conversation. It's like, all right, gotta go. Bye. I am tired Fucking of you, swerve. Jake. Yeah. Anyway, bye. I just like to think that when he gets tired of people, he just, like, rolls out of the conversation. Because that's what it's, I used to do. It's a very good move. Yeah. 
Just like, I'm bored. So, got a Later. blast. <laughs> I'm done here. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as we say in Forks. <laughs> get fit. <laughs> this is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Earbud Media. If you want to pitch a show to the network, you can do so at bit.ly forward slash earbud pitch. And why don't you try listening to one of the other Earbud Media productions like Fem as Fuck or Strange Little People, all of which you can find on our Twitter at Earbud Media. You can follow this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and pretty much anywhere that you follow things on social media. If you want to help support the show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Into the Twilight, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month. You can get access to all sorts of cool bonus content, letters from us, our undying love and gratitude. You know the gist. We would also appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, as well as if you have a little extra time filling out a quick little survey at bit.ly forward slash into the survey. Our artwork is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosttoast44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at krausfilms.com. You can find Allie on the internet at 23andMe, and you can find me at Cody Captures. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, John? I just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording Monday. Yes. Uh, what are we recording for? Oh, it's our new podcast. Our podcast. The the, the Strange Little People one, Strange right? Little People, yeah. Yeah, the one on Earbud Media Production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can listen to it. The one that we update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, dude. When we have new guests all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, and we talk about current events and stuff. People should listen to it, right? Uh, yeah. It's really cool. I think people would like it. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but I, mean, I hope you would. Did you put out the ad yet? The uh, flyers? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. As we speak. No, you're sitting down. You're no, not... no, this is happening right now as we speak. John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.